0: Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from very warm Fountain Hills, Arizona. I think it's supposed to be 115 again today. We can deal with that. Um, I'm so delighted to have you with us. I'll even share a little bit of this heat if you'd like it. Huh, that's a joke. Uh, I've been a fan <laughs> of Abraham Hicks for a number of years, and we're going to be talking about the law of attraction today. So go to the self-improvement blog, look at the bio, the picture, look at the book, and watch the video of our guest today. You'll be so glad you did that. You know, I know that the law of attraction works. But it just hasn't worked for me the way I'd like for it to. And I hear a lot of other people saying the same thing. Our today's guest has a program and a book called Manifest $10,000. Learn how to manifest $10,000 by using the law of attraction and improving your money mindset. I read the book from cover to cover. And I don't always do that. Some of you know that. Uh, (laughs) It's... Short, it's clear and to the point. You know, I I said to Cassie before the show starts, short, sweet, and hard to beat, and I really believe that. When I finished the last page, it was with a promise to myself that I would clear time for the 20 minutes every day she asked you to spend on it. And I spent some preliminary time thinking about the things I really wanted. Well, To backtrack a little bit, we saw a house not long ago that we called our perfect house. Perfect because it has space for each of us to have an office and a backyard big enough for our two dogs to play in so we don't have to go to the dog park a couple times a day. I really wanted it, and so did Jack. But before we could even make an offer, there was already a contract pending well, that's not impossible, but you know, it was a contract. We looked at everything else that's uh, uh, around in our area, and there absolutely wasn't anything else that measured up to that house. My thought about what I wanted to manifest now was that house. On Tuesday, the day after I finished reading the book, we're on our way coming home from the dog park, and we drove by the house just because. It was back on the market. And we put an offer in on it immediately. It's not ours yet, and there's a few roadblocks appearing. But you know what? I have every confidence that that house is going to be ours. And I think manifesting that fast is amazing, and I am a believer. We're going to talk with Cassie Parks about her program today. Cassie Parks loves the ocean. Dancing for No Reason, and The Power of Possibility. I think that's the most wonderful description I've ever heard. Her (laughs) best-selling books include the topics of money, business, and lifestyle design. She's a mentor for those who want to turn their wildest dreams into their dreams come true. She's the host of the podcast Happy Ever After and the co-host of the Manifest It Now show on the Law of Attraction radio network, She's the creator of the Manifest 10,000K course and the Double Year Business Workshop. Her forthcoming magazine is called Possible. Cassie loves to travel, being with those she loves, and laughing a lot. I'm so delighted to find a sister. Her book, (coughs) Manifest $10,000, hit the bookstores last month, and I recommend that you get it before the show is even over. It's my absolute delight to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Cassie Parks. Cassie, we're so delighted to have you with us.
2: Oh, thank you for having me, and I am so excited to be here, and I was just smiling through your whole story about your house. I'm so excited for you. Isn't that fun? I
1: mean, how do you get a house off the market? You manifest it off. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Tell us about yourself, Cassie. Who is Cassie Parks?
2: Uh, Well, as you mentioned, I'm a best-selling author, a champagne lover, and um, I really, my superpower is helping people welcome more money into their life.
1: And boy, we need that kind of superpower. A lot of us grew up thinking money was scarce. You retired at 32. 32. I'm not telling you how old I am, but it's, Well, it's not three times that much, but it's a lot. You've written a book about manifesting. In fact, you've written several books about manifesting. How on earth did you come to be able, without inheriting millions of dollars, to retire at age 32? What's your story?
2: (laughs) I love it. Um, (laughs) You know really comes, I think what it comes down to is, you know, this belief in what's possible and deciding what you really want. We can get more into that later, but really leveraging the power of the law of attraction and stepping into who I wanted to be and and what I wanted. And for me, that you, utilizing um, the law of attraction led me to real estate and to see the possibility there. And um, my ability to to manifest um, the properties that would allow me to retire at 32.
1: How did you get involved with the Law of Attraction? And and just in case there's somebody listening who is not familiar with the Law of Attraction, tell us briefly what it is
2: and how you came to know about it. Definitely. So, you know, I always go back to, I learned the Law of Attraction in seventh grade science. Like attracts like. Cool. Um, Uh, Yeah, and I think that's the most basic, like, and so it gets more in depth than that, but often I think coming back for me to that, okay, like attracts, like, I got to be who I, you know, be the person who has what I want, right? Um, And we can see this. A lot of times positive people attract, they attract positive people and negative people tend to attract negative people. And so that's just a good example I like to use for that. Um, so I learned it in seventh grade, the first time I ever used it, I was, I'm also an athlete, so I, I feel like I was more predisposed to the ideas of visualizing and using your mind to create the life that you wanted and things like that, um, because athletes are taught that stuff a lot of times, um, to improve their performance. And so the first time that I visualized when I learned you could do this, um, the first time I ever manifested money, I was in eighth grade and it was uh, there was this fundraiser, and if you sold five things the first day, you got entered into this drawing. And there was probably 200 kids in all the choir and band classes, maybe more like 400, but there was five um, $20 prizes. And so if you sold five the first day, you could enter for this. And I said, all right, I'm going to win one of those $20. So I went and sold the things, and that, that was easy for me. And then I laid in bed that night, and I visualized hearing my name called and walking down from my seat. And um, getting my prize, and the next day that's what happened. So that's really the first time I started using the law of attraction in my mind that, or in my life, and that power that we have to create create the things that we want. And and) um, <laughs> And, um, then it's, you know, it went from there. I wouldn't say like I was, you know, a 14 year old who kept using the law of attraction, but that was really what opened me up and, um, you know, taught me to, to open my mind. I was always into psychology. So any study that, you know, was about how we could use our mind to do things I was into, you know, um, one of the things, and I've never confirmed it is this true, but our psych teacher told us it was true because I was in high school when the Denver Broncos won, um, they won the Super Bowl. And one of the things that we learned in that class is that when Mike Shanahan came to the team, the team, he told the team to stop saying, we want to make it to the Super Bowl and change their words to, we want to win the Super Bowl. And that's exactly what happened. Um, And so just, I think the breadcrumbs along the way led me to different things. And then I started studying. I'm actually, you mentioned Abraham Hicks. Yes. Um, I've actually never studied Abraham Hicks. I have a totally different journey to learning the law of attraction and how um, our thoughts become reality and how, you know you know the things that we focus on and the things that we believe uh, get created. So tell
1: us a few of the things that you studied because I think it's wonderful to have a variety
2: of sources, yeah, for sure. So, Definitely my psychology background. I have a master's in counseling. So just even understanding the different things that we study about how if you expect a more positive outcome in something, you can get it, you know? Um, so that psychology background really is like how we can get more of what we think by using our brain. Um, and then I studied um, something called resonance repatterning, Um which is all about shifting your thoughts and your beliefs. And so I really started to understand on a deeper level, like how we attract different things. Um, I went to the millionaire mind intensive and was sort of like, had my mind blown open about, okay, like there's a the possibility to manifest more money. And that's really when I started just working on it. And a lot of the things I actually, um, you know, I was always working on myself when I studied resonance or patterning, and I was always, like, doing sessions on myself and working and working and working. And it was just sort of my own process. And then I, then I kind of developed my own process to quickly change my thoughts and focus on what I wanted because I always wanted to be attracting what I wanted and not focused on what I didn't. Uh, and that kind of evolved until one day, you know, I realized I was trying to fix. One of my principles is to stop trying to fix your thoughts stop trying to fix your limiting beliefs. Like don't look for what's wrong or what's getting in your way. Because one day I realized like this, I just keep trying to fix the same thing. Like I've I've fixed everything that can be fixed. And now it's time to take it to another level and to really um, step into who I want to be and, and start to focus on that. And so as that kept going on and on, um, you know, that kept growing. And then, yeah. One day I remember, you know, I had been trying to build my business for, for a while, a long time, like seven years, and it really wasn't on the side while I was working my corporate job. And one day I asked myself, like, what do you really want? Because it wasn't actually, I didn't actually want a business. I was secondary. What I wanted was to get up and have control of my time um, to be able to work on my business. And so what I really wanted was to be financially independent. And that's really when I started stepping in and using the law of attraction to be able to retire at 32. So
1: you were in a corporate job and you went into real estate then. That was your choice of a path to independence? Uh,
2: So by go, I was in a corporate job and I started investing in real estate. I'm not a realtor. I'm a real estate okay. investor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're an investor. Yes.
1: Ah, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's lots of to yeah. be a real estate investor before you're, you is this before you're even in your 30s? Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, I started before I was in my 30s. <laughs> oh, that, that's really
1: exciting. So how <laughs> then, and, and I'm assuming that you started out with with a first purchase that was successful and kept multiplying that into more properties and more success. Is that pretty much the short of it or is there m- more in there?
2: You know, I like to share the a little bit more because, so I didn't start out thinking that would get me to retirement. I started out because, you know, I wanted to be, a, I did want to be a person who's financially independent and I wanted money to invest in my business. So, my first house, um, when I bought it, I had, like, three roommates, and then, you know, a couple years in, they all they all moved out and went their separate ways, and that I, w- I was like, this is too much house, and I want to be paying less, you know, because one of the keys, really, to retiring at 32 and being financially independent is that, you know, the lower your expenses are, the quicker you can retire, and for me my friends are the ones who come up with the word retire for me. It was, I just wanted to be able to have my bills paid so I could build my coaching business and do what I love. Right. Um, Yeah. And so I, you know, this house is too big. And so I downsized and I started, um, and then I rented that house out. And then as I was following my path and stepping more and more into what I wanted, I moved downtown and I, um, and I was actually renting a place, which is awesome. And, and, so I rented my second house. And then it really picked like and and But the thing about that was, is that was sort of a long term strategy. I was like, oh, in 30 years, these houses will be paid off. But the more I upped my money mindset and I upped how I was thinking about money and I got clearer and clearer about what I wanted, then I then I got led to sort of follow these breadcrumbs to like, hey, you can invest in these other properties and get their faster, and it just kind of snowballed, you know, and it it was a light bulb when I stepped into, and this is how I think it works, you know, so many times, um, what you want in terms of what you're trying to attract is so often already in your life, you're just not in alignment with it, you're just not being that person, so you don't see it, and this happens with my clients, too, um, where the answer doesn't come from a totally out of left field, it comes from, like, their next-door neighbor, you know, whatever it is they want. And that's sort of what happened when as I stepped and I grew into what I want, I want to be financially independent, and I started behaving like that person and thinking like that person, then I could see my investments a little bit differently um, that I already had and also add to my portfolio in a way that just really snowballed very quickly and for me to be able to retire at 32.
1: Were you at the time thinking in terms of the law of attraction or were you just naturally in tune with what was in front of you so that you could see what was going to be profitable and what would serve you best. You know, Was the law of attraction in play at that time or did you realize it later that really you were doing all the things that you needed to do to manifest?
2: It was absolutely in play. And the number one thing that I did was be the person who is financially independent? So in my head, anytime I could practice this, in this part I did realize that I was doing later. But I, but my focus, and so much of it is where your focus is, right? Not necessarily what you're doing, but my focus was in that place of feeling it. So I, I would map out and calculate, like, okay, if I put 200 more dollars into this, how soon will these be paid off, and how soon will I be making this much money? and I would practice in being that place. And I just put myself in the place that was using the law of attraction of, okay, this is what I want. Who am I? What am I doing? Um, and really doing, you know, taking really good care of myself, practicing good self love, which, um, makes us, you know, amps up the worthiness and the attraction. And, and then things just started coming and I was, and I was practicing letting go, you know, once I followed one breadcrumb into another and, um, Practicing, like, what I teach, which is tell the best story that you can and the story that you want to be true the next day. So even there was a property that I bought, and technically, like, I could have been, I could have retired about a year and a year, 14 months before I did. Um, Like, I didn't really want to live in it, but, like, there was enough money because it was such a small payment because I'd found this awesome place. Like, I could live there. And um, have my bills paid, not have very much extra, really at all, right? But I just yeah. like, oh, I could be, I am financial independent in this moment, and I just kept telling that story and living into that story because it was true. And so I always say, find find the truth and the story that you want to be true. Um, but I just kept telling that to myself, and that changes how you go into your job. It makes you happier, first of all, because you're like, well, if I decide to walk out the day to, out today, I can, right? not, right. I want more of a portfolio. I want to have more money, but it's a choice. Um, and so the more I stepped into that and the more I owned that story, uh, then yeah, then like very quickly within a couple months, the next property came up and it didn't show up the way that I thought it did. So once I bought this one property, when we went to get the key, and this is total lot of attraction, we happened to run into someone who was looking at a, another property of a one or two bedroom in this same building. And we got to talking about them. And that was totally me being in alignment because I wouldn't have, I had just purchased a property. I, we had to fix it up. I just invested, um, you know, $17,000 plus then there was going to be the amount to fix up. So I wasn't in the headspace of, and looking for another property, but just because when you're in alignment, you run into these things, and we had a conversation with them, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're looked at this place, and they told me how much it was, and I started running the numbers. And after that, I was like, oh, okay, I know what's next. I want a one-bedroom that I can rent out that pays the mortgage on a two-bedroom, because I'm going to be leaving my job, <laughs> so I want a two-bedroom with an office. And I just said, this is my intention, right? And I just right. kept living in that moment, and about maybe a a couple of weeks to a month later, it hit me. My sister was also looking for a place. She wanted a new place. She wanted a house with a yard. She had a condo. And I said, there's a lot of places in Denver that are broken up into apartments. I want a new place. You want a new place. What if we combine our money and we start looking at these bigger houses, Victorians that have been broken up into separate houses. You'll get the yard. You know, I'll get what I want. And within a couple of weeks of saying that, we found a property that we purchased together. It was a three-bedroom, which was perfect for her. She got the yard. She got everything she wanted. And the way that the house, the property broke up, I got my two-bedroom, and there was a one-bedroom carriage house that paid my half of the mortgage. So it was exactly <laughs> uh-huh. what I wanted. <laughs> on <laughs> that note, Cassie,
1: <laughs> on that note, we yes. need to go to break. I want oh. the listeners to think about how they can learn to do that when we come back after the break. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: Welcome back to the Self- Improvement Show. My guest today is Cassie Parks. We're talking about the law of attraction and manifesting ten thousand dollars. just before the break, we were talking, she was telling us how she manifested the perfect house for she and her sister. And I asked her if she's still in the house, and she said, no, now she's, reinvested gotten a new piece of property and now it's she gets more money and less work and i'm thinking that should be the theme of this whole next section more money and less work wouldn't we all like to have that i think the answer would be a unanimous yes on that question you have a book cassie about how to manifest ten thousand dollars and as i understand it you do that in ninety days uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to write the book, and a little bit about the book. You know, whatever it is you want to say, and then we'll go into some details about it.
2: Perfect. Uh, so this book is really um, the reason that I wrote it is when I when I left my corporate job and I came out. You know, I had my bills paid, as we've talked about. You know, I had a passive income that covered that, but it just sort of felt like money was flying out the window a little bit, and. You know, there was something like I'd become really good at mastering my money mindset when I had a job and there was a paycheck every two weeks and I was super good at growing it, but something just changed. And I think this happens and it's okay, um, to, to people sometimes. You know, when circumstances change, sometimes we have to grow the mindset that comes with that. And so I just felt myself wobbly around money and I, and I know enough to know. I studied enough. I knew enough to know I had to get that under control. I couldn't, feel like money was flying out the window because I knew what would happen. And so I had actually outlined this course about manifesting money about six months before I left my job and just had never had time to write it. And so I said, all right, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull this out and I'm going to do it as I write it and then I'll share it with everybody else, but I'm going to do it first. And so I did and definitely manifested, you know, more than $10,000 from the launch of that. And, um, so I, it was awesome. So I created this course. Um, and I did it first, and then I released it and shared it with people. And so when I wrote the book, I had been sharing it. Uh, people had been taking the course for about two years, about, you know, definitely, I would say, between 800 and 1,000 people had taken it at that point. And, and, and how, so, what, were
1: your, what were your numbers with that? How many people wrote back to you and said, hey, I did it. I manifested $10,000 or I manifested more than? Do you have any um,
2: numbers? So I don't, uh, I don't have the number, like, I don't have the numbers on that. Um, I, I would say about 30% of it, they, so before when I first started the course, it was just open-ended. It was just about more money. Right. Um, and then the process, what I realized in coaching people is, okay, we got to have a number because our num- our brains can wrap our head around a number better. And, you know, when people would show up to the course and they would go, I want to manifest a million dollars in 90 days, their brain just couldn't handle that no. from the place of where most people are because that's just so much more than they've ever had. Um, so then I went to the 10,000. So I have lots of people who have manifested the 10,000. Um, and I would say about 50% of the people don't necessarily manifest 10,000, but what they get is that their mindset changed. They're like, I don't care that it was only four or five. Like, I know I can do it now. Um, and so a lot of people have manifested 10,000 and more. I actually give out awards. Um, like when I do my live events, I give out, you know, we have people who have manifested more than $20,000 and more than $10,000 and um, more than $14,000. Um, you know, I've had people manifest as much as a hundred thousand dollars. And, um, yeah, so we just, we celebrate all of it, and I don't keep as much, you know, I, just, I know when people send me money um, that they've manifested, and so it's kind of how I just celebrate when the money comes in. Um, but yeah, so we changed it to Manifest 10,000, and, you know, then I on that for about a year, year and a half, and what I, the reason I wrote the book is because I could see where, you know, it was very similar, where people would get tripped up. You know, it was very similar how people came in with some of the same beliefs and those beliefs would show up and kind of get in their way. Or it was similar um, just where people would would stumble or where people would bring um, stuff that they had learned somewhere else which wasn't really supportive to them. Uh, and so I wanted to just be able to share that knowledge and expand it and give, you know, more people the opportunity to find out about me if they wanted to know, but also to have the tools. And I have, um, there's three or four people at this point that I know of. It's funny. Some people don't tell me when they read the book and they manifest $10,000 or more. Uh, I'll hear it from like a third party. It's like, oh, my friend will be like, hey, I just ran into my friend at this conference and she got your book and she manifested (laughs) $10,000. And your book is that clear. And that's,
1: you know, that's one reason I say to everybody who hasn't been successful, Get this book. Now, how can people find you, though, and do your online course? Tell us a little bit about your online course, and then we're going to talk about more specifics
2: about the Law of Attraction. How do we find okay. you? You, uh, you can find the course at manifest10k.com. And really, the, um, the, book, the book is super clear, and many people can pick it up and just start manifesting money. But if you're um, the type of person like I am, I want the step-by-step, like I like to know the reasons, and I like to know the overall overview of the process, but I really like when someone gives me, okay, do this today, do this tomorrow, you know, and so that's what Manifest 10K is, it's really that step-by-step process. Um, And Cassie,
1: as soon as the show is over, I'm signing up for it, so if anybody that's listening wants to join me, I'd love (laughs) that. We can do this. Yay. Thing. Even if we don't know each other or don't even connect with each other, we'll at least know that that we're doing it. And I'll try to keep some stuff on the blog about it. And when I move into my house, I'll let you know. Yes.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, I, I, please do. Because I love hearing I love hearing all the stories. And you have wonderful
1: stories in the book too. And I like mm-hmm. that you say You know, go out and find stories of people who've manifested. Yes. That's what keeps you going a lot of the times. What are are some of the biggest mistakes people make that keep them from being able to manifest what they want?
2: Mm. So I think it's really, um, some of the biggest mistakes are, we hit on this a little bit, but really this, this, that they think they have to keep looking for limiting beliefs. They have to keep looking for blocks. They have to keep thinking about what's in their way. And I think at a certain point in your journey, that's helpful. But then when you keep doing it, you just keep finding them. And when you want to take everything to the next level and you feel like it's not going to the next level, usually I find it's because you're trying to fix something instead of step into the version of yourself that you want to be and the experience that you want. I think that's number one. Um, number two is I love that you brought up the the go find belief stories because I think this really gets in the way. People, they've heard you have to believe it for it to happen. And so there's this thing where we try and like force ourselves. You try and force like, okay, I got to believe this. I got to believe this. I got to believe this. But basically you're just saying, I don't believe it and I'm trying to make myself believe it, right? Exactly. Um, and w-
1: And you know at the time, I don't really believe this, but I'm going to say it until I do. Something in you knows that you're being fake.
2: Yes. Yes. And so you're just kind of recreating that you don't believe it. And so one of the things that I love that you brought up the stories, the reason I say go find stories is because that amps up your belief without having to do sort of that forced or like wrangle them in. It's like if you – just fill your space with stories about how money does come into people's lives easier and you just you know you don't even have to do anything but read them and enjoy them and just be like okay that's possible right and then your beliefs start to naturally change your brain starts to naturally open up to this idea that oh okay money can come in from places that we don't we don't expect it and that's also what I do you know in the course every day starts with the story of how money came into my life in an unexpected way when I was working. Yeah, I'm always working my money mindset, but in the early days, um, just the way money showed up in ways that I didn't expect it.
1: And, you know, are there any other really big hindrances? Um, you talk about brain interference. What, what exactly? Mm-hmm. Well, that was brain interference that that you're talking about. Our brain says... No, I can't do this, or that's too much, or whatever. Is that what you mean by uh, brain interference?
2: Yeah. Um, So our brain can get in our ways. Our our brain, it's primal, like, the reason for it is, like, it's to keep us safe. And it sounds really weird, but, like, having more money can feel unsafe to your brain because it doesn't know what you're going to do with it. Um And so that can, it's, it's an unknown, which means it might be unsafe. And so your brain will do some things to keep you where you are and to not have that money. And so one of the things that I do is talk about getting clear versus just saying, I want more money. Like, be specific. Like, okay, when $10,000 shows up, we're going to do A, B, C, D, and E with it. And then your brain goes, okay, that makes sense, right? We're giving it the logical things to focus on. The other thing that happens is, you know, brain detox. When you get in the middle of changing who you are and your thought processes and how you're feeling, there's actually a chemical detox process that goes on in your brain. And some people feel it more than others, but it can make you feel, you know, very emotional weepy it can make you feel angry if you're not an angry typical person and a lot of people quit at this point because they're like something must be wrong because a lot of times when people are using the law of attraction they're taught to do you know only do what feels good well and into a lot i agree with that except for when it comes to there is a physical brain detox process and so sometimes it doesn't feel good or it feels unnormal Um, Another thing I tell my clients is, you know, there's there's also the breakdown. When something new has to be created, um, things have to break down in order to be put back together in a different way. And this is when these things come up, when you get emotional, it doesn't feel good. um, A lot of times that's when people stop. And that is actually, that's a sign that it's working. Um, So that's another way. Um, that, you know, that's one of the, a couple of the ways that our brains can really run interference to growth. Um, and, you know, you're, again, your brain is going to try and keep you where you are. And so it's your job to just keep expanding gently and keep moving forward in the process. Um, and then, you know, the, another place that people get off is they, they decide too early that it's not working, right? So <laughs> the reason yeah. that I say give yourself 90 days is so that you have, like, it takes some time for things to start changing and shifting in your brain and what you're seeing to change and for the universe to deliver it, like the whole process. But a lot of times, you know, people are like, well, I tried this for three days and it didn't work, so it must not be working. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, must three days and it's not working. No, and, yeah. and, I, and I guess to the audience, I want to say, you know, if you're one of these people who can say when you go into a, a big parking lot, I want to manifest a parking lot put the space right up close, and you always get it, then why, you know, why not manifest something more? You know, mm-hmm. wh- why not? What are some of the main ways m- manifesting generally happens? If if I want to manifest ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in my own mind, I, th- I think it's unrealistic to think somebody's just going to hand me a check for ten thousand dollars. But I know that I can get the ten thousand dollars some way. I don't know. I don't even think I need to know how. And you can make maybe clear me up on that. But how do, how does it usually come? I, I guess there's no reason why somebody couldn't hand me a check for ten thousand dollars. If anybody right. listening wants to do that, you, I'm gratefully <laughs>
2: accepting it. Yeah. Um, So I love that you said you don't know how you don't have to know how, because that really is the key. And so many people, you know, the key is to really let go of how, how you think it has to happen, how you think it'll happen. Um, Because you're right, like, most people think like, it's going to just happen. Like, it has to happen with somebody walking up and giving them $10,000. Or if they have a business, they think, oh, okay, now I want to manifest $10,000. I have to go get 10 clients or whatever. But that's kind of controlling it. Your job isn't to think about how it's going to happen. It's really to just start being the person who it's happening to Um but to answer your question, it comes in so many ways. Um, it's so funny because I'll get this question, like what if someone doesn't have a business and they have a job? Can it still happen? There's so many stories of people getting random promotions and raises, like the out of the blue where they create a position for somebody and give them a $10,000 raise um, when they're in the program. So that can happen. It can come from finding money. Like oftentimes, you know, I say – I said it at one point in this interview, like things are in our sphere, but we just don't see them when we're not resonating with that. So sometimes it just, it's somebody remembering like, oh, I have money in this account over there and looking and there's $10,000 in it. It can be, um, you know, for me, it's like uh, one time it was literally, no one had put an offer on this condo that I was selling for, I don't know, three months. And then we got two offers right away, which meant I got ten thousand dollars more because they got in a bidding war. Um, so it can happen like that, you know. And you would think that couldn't happen because nobody's put an offer for three months. So why would two people put one in at the same time? But you know, when you resonate with more money, like it happens. How are some fun ways that it's happened? Um, some people have had investments really pay off big um, as they're focusing on growing their money. Um, sometimes it comes in just being led to the right spot. Like one person who read the book, you know, she had, she had a certain, I think it was like around $20,000 for new furniture and new things for their house. Um, but she read the book and she made a list of what she, you know, she did everything in the book and they went shopping the next day and they were led and pulled into a different store than they were going to go to. And, and saved $10,000 on everything. (laughs) You've got
1: to love On that note, Cassie, (laughs) we have to go to break. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about possibly letting go. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Cassie Parks and more.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life.
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Cassie Parks. She's the author of Manifest $10,000, and she has a website that helps you do that. Uh, We've been talking about the law of attraction and how to manifest the things you want um, Cassie, in your book, you talk about things that are essential to manifest what you want. Can you just list some of those for us so people get an idea of some of the things they need to do?
2: Definitely. I think it's get clear about what you want. And um, is like the number one thing. And it's the number one mistake people make is that they're not focusing on what they actually want. Um, the quickest example is, you know, if somebody's like, I'm going to manifest paying off my debt. Um it's it's not really the debt. You might want peace. You might want that extra two to five to thousand dollars a month in your pocket. Um, so really focus on what it really is that you want. Like get super clear on that. Um, I talk about identifying your abundance feelings, really honing in on the feeling you're going to have when you manifest X, whatever it is. So if it's $10,000, what's the one most dominant feeling? And make sure it's a feeling. Um, feelings have that chemical reaction in our brain that we're talking about. And a lot of people um, don't, they don't feel enough. We don't identify with our actual feelings. Um, so make sure it's a feeling. Um, And put that attention and focus on what you want, like what's on your list. You know, most people, like I say, too, is they don't actually want just $10,000 cash in their hand. They want whatever they're going to exchange that for. So whether that's a vacation, whether that's seeing an amount in their bank account, whether that's a new car, whether that's whatever it is, focus on that. So if it's a vacation, put your focus and energy on what is that vacation going to feel like? What's it going to look like? Um, practice allowing money into your life, you know, um, really receiving any money that comes. And that starts with a you know, I talk about this, the penny on the ground. It's like, practice that, and give that muscle a chance to work about receiving money. And then only after you've built up the energy and that momentum, then you can start to decide and create your new money beliefs um, from that place of having that really good energy. And I think we're going to talk about the playfulness in a little bit. Yes. Um, And then integrate that, you know, that person who you want to be in terms of money into your life. And then find ways to step into that experience, the experience that you want to have. One of my favorites, and it's one that my clients use and it changes a lot um, for them, is, you know, if one of the things you're going to do when you have more money and you're more abundant is go to that fancier restaurant don't wait until you can have the full five-course meal. Find out when happy hour is and, you know, maybe skip two, yeah. you know, chain restaurants dinner and go have appetizers and a drink there so that you can get the feeling of what that experience is like. So that's a quick rundown. That's um, a quick You rund- know, we talked about, yeah.
1: Why do you need, you said, you talk about having playful energy around money, Yeah, a lot Mm -hmm. of us think money is very
2: serious. How do you get playful energy around money? Um, So one of the easiest ways is actually taking some money and like deciding to play with it. So whether you go get a hundred one dollar bills and you throw them around your house and have fun with it, um, that's one way. Like deciding to play, or go and really like saying, okay. 20 or $50 a month, I'm going to do, like I'm consciously going to use this money to have more fun is a great way. But also, um, you know, I do things in the course, like, um, I have people hide money and so they can find it and have fun with it. Um, and just bringing that, anything you can do to lighten that energy, look at it more as a fun game instead of that serious thing that you've been brought up to believe or that you get into when you're, um, you know, like paying the bills. Like any way that you can just bring the lightness and more play and really for a lot of people, it's like, just find a way to play with money. So whether it is, like, stacking money up or, you know, one of the things I do, anyone who manifests $10,000 by reading the book or taking the program, they're, they're eligible to come to a $10,000 photo shoot. And that's what we do. It's, like, we play with money cool. um, and, and do that just to bring in that energy. But you can do that with, you know, $100 $1 yeah. bills or $10 $1 bills, um, Just think about, like, and, you know, when you're a kid, just think about bringing back some of that energy. You know, I have a three-year-old niece, and when she finds a penny or a quarter on the ground, it's like, yeah, a penny, a quarter. I'm going to put it in my pocket. I'm going to, like, be so proud. I'm going to take it and put it on the dresser. You know, I'm going to make sure it's still there tomorrow. And so just bringing that lighter, more playful energy in any way that you can really helps. And, and, you know, you, you're going to expect, to, uh, you know, a
1: challenge now and then. And you say this, and I think this is such a an interesting way to put it. In order for things to get better, you have to sit in the uncomfortableness for a while. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, mean, um, I, I mean, things can be uncomfortable the first maybe even month until you get the hang of it. I don't know. Um, it does it, there, 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 I, I guess, this to me, this goes with letting go. You know, mm-hmm. What are some of the things you have to let go of so you don't sit in the uncomfortableness
2: for so long? Yeah. Um, well, I think part of, like, if you decide you're going to let go, that is, like, you're going to have to sit in the uncomfortableness. So, you know, one of the things with letting go is set the intention to manifest $10,000 do the steps, but let go of how it's going to happen. And so for brains that want to figure out and map out exactly how I'm going to get to $10,000, you know, X amount of clients at X amount of this, or I'm going to create this product and sell a thousand of it for $10, whatever it is. It's like not doing that can be very uncomfortable for people. So that's one way, like even letting go, you might have to sit on the uncomfortableness. Um, They are tied together in a lot of ways. I think so when we, change sometimes it's it is uncomfortable because we're changing and growing and I I relate this to kids you know when kids have growing pains when their muscles and their legs and their bones are expanding right and they they just feel like it just kind of hurts sometimes and and it just doesn't feel comfortable but it's growing and so there's that uncomfortableness that comes with growth and sometimes you know we always want to fix it and we always want to like well how do I stop feeling uncomfortable um you know like if you think back to a kid like they just kind of have to you know take care of themselves maybe take it easy for a couple days but there's nothing a parent can do to like fix growing pains and there's nothing you can do to fix your own growing pains and you're not even really supposed to and that's part of you just got to let go and you just got to be like if you're you know weepy or you know for a couple days or if you're just kind of you know having to bring yourself back to just let go, let go, remind yourself and sit in that uncomfortableness. You just kind of have to go through that. And um, the secret really is the less you resist sitting in that uncomfortable place, the more you are able to just like let go and be and say, it's okay to be right here right now. I know what this is. uh, The quicker it passes.
1: It goes back to that saying, the only way out is through. You yes. have to get through that. Why is celebrating so important? You talk
2: about celebrating. Yes, um, celebrate early and often. I even have this a sign um, that I that I have in my office, and it says, "But first, champagne."
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <And> my that. <laughs> <crap. laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> um, that's always first because the the more you celebrate, the more you create to celebrate. And the more you get in that habit of celebrating and honoring, like you're just putting your focus on what is awesome instead of what might not be awesome yet. Right? So for most people, especially when it comes to money, they've put a lot of energy and focus in a place that hasn't been good, whether it's stressing out about bills or wondering how it's going to happen or thinking about this or trying to do this, all these things that aren't necessarily good and aren't going to create more of what they want. So, Celebrating early and often is just an easy and fun, like who doesn't love to celebrate, fun way to put your energy more where you want it and to create more faster.
1: Tell us again how people can do your course, you know, the 90 days.
2: Absolutely. You just go to manifest10k.com. And um, you can just register there, and you, you can. Um, I, I love the way I do this program. Uh, you get started. You just say, "I'm gonna," you know, "I'm in for a dollar," and then you agree to pay ten percent of whatever you manifest. And so, you can really join and change who you are, and and enjoy the experience, and then pay based on your results, which I love.
1: I love that too, because that message gives me a number of other messages. Number one, it, it must work because you make some of your living off of it. And if people didn't manifest, you know, and I would think when they've manifested $10,000 that they hadn't expected before, they'd be happy to give you 10%. I mean, what a thrill to write that check or, or to send it to your PayPal account or however it is that you get this. And I'm going to say again, when this program's over, Today, I'm going to sign up and I'm going to put my dollar on the line and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it very publicly (laughs) because I know know it works.
2: Yes, it does. And I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited, you know, that you're going to do it because I know because you're going to do it like you're going to do it. It's going to be awesome.
0: It
1: is going to be awesome. And and, um, I, I would like to have everybody join me in doing this that's had ever had trouble manifesting or had doubts that it works or whatever it is that's your little hold back here you know join me and and we'll do it together and you know we'll put articles on the blog a lot and we'll do all those things We're getting really close to the end of the show, Kathy. I'm so sorry to have to say that. (laughs) The time is not always our friend here. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today?
2: Um, Just be open to possibilities. You know, like if you find yourself, you know, having any negative thought or like, well, yeah, that might work for somebody, but whatever comes after that, just make a choice and just Try just even starting with, I'm okay. I'm just going to be open to possibilities. You know, just I'm open. I'm going to open to possibilities and just see how that starts to play out in your world and, and uh, what starts to change. You
1: no, know, and I think you know maybe the, the the greatest challenge for me, and I would guess I'm not alone, is to let go of how it's coming in. I don't have to be in control of it. After I did my little work the other day, I got my mind went to now, what do I have to do to get this money to come in? I must have to do something. And I caught myself in that and said, I don't have to do anything. Maybe for the first time, I could get my hands off of it and just let it be.
2: Um, Am I off base with that? No, that's perfect. And that's everybody's biggest challenge. And I always like to amp up people's beliefs. So I'll share this one last thing. You know, I did a survey um, a couple years ago of people who had been successful and manifested very, very close or over the $10,000. So we'll say in the seven to 10,000 plus range. And one of the questions I asked was, did the money come in the way you thought it would? And every single answer was no no it's not what i expected no i thought i couldn't even imagine it coming in this way and so um for those of you who are in that space which is mostly everyone letting go of that how you can just take um take some comfort in the fact that it's almost never going to come in like you think it is
1: yeah so you can and on that note i just (laughs) encourage you again to join me uh going to cassie's website manifest ten thousand ten. 10k.com and start this with me Cassie it's been so wonderful to have you on I thank you so much thank you it has been a pleasure and uh, thank you for having me my joy this is Irene Conlon and my guest Cassie Park saying thank you so much for being with us today and come back next week for more of the self-improvement show
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.